your hands, everybody, and everybody clap your hand. We lambda, 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 and Omega Moon. And we've come here on stage tonight to do a show for you. We got a rockin' rhythm and a high-tech sound that'll make you move your body down to the ground. We got Poindexter on the violin, and Lewis and Gilbert will be joining in. We got Booga Presley on the mean guitar, and a rap by little old me, Lamar. We got Takashi beating on his gong. The boys and the moves are clapping along, and just when you thought you seen it all, along comes a lambda four-foot tall. So we'll so come on out here on the floor, so we can work our bodies like never before. Break. Podcast with me, Dave Jeskow. September thirteenth. Uh, Damn it! Why can't I ever have it? You know, I have so much prepared for the podcast, and I can't get the Tuesday date right. Which is crazy because I always, you know, I have another show on Tuesdays that I always, you know, have to schedule people, and I text them, and I'm like, no, this is this date and that date, and can't even add from the date that I'm taping on and then doing. Oh my god, I'm a mess. Why does anybody listen? Because it's awesome, and everybody loves the podcast. Super fun! Oh my god, it is a beautiful day. I mean, the mo- well, look, let's face it. Around September 11th, we always September 11th, 2001, which I just hate bringing up. I hate that you know we're remembering that and every it's just you know because it was a horrible day. It was the most perfect weather ever in the history of weather. I mean perfect blue skies. So this time of the year, that's just the way it is. And thank goodness, because I am looking out the window at just absolutely crystal clear blue skies. I'm taping today on a Friday because on Saturday, you know, I have to go to Hoboken and make my football bets. Hello? Is this on? (laughs) Because I have a tiny gambling problem. You know, folks, when you think about Football, no, but I, uh, yeah, I decided to tape on Friday because, uh, yeah, because I, I, I might go to Hope. Who am I kidding? I'm going. You know, I got to make my bets, and then Elon uh, and I, I finally remember how to figure out how to pronounce his name. What an asshole to pronounce it differently than Elon, which it should be, but it's Elon. Jerk off, just like Olga should be Olga, but it's Olga. My two new comedy friends are assholes. With you know, my name is David. That's it, David. Jesus Christ, these young kids, these young punks, these Orthodox Jewish kids. I can't take it anymore. I tell you, I can't take it. Where was I? <laughs> I lost track. So, yes, I, uh, so I usually, we usually tape at either noon or one o'clock. So, you know, I got to come back by then. But he's on vacation next week. And then we go back to taping on Saturdays, which I really love. And so now my Saturdays are all set up where I usually I record the podcast. And then we record the Billy Joel podcast. And then now I've become a regular, whatever that means, on Marina Franklin's live Facebook show that she does at three o'clock to promote her 
uh, Black Lives Matter podcast. No, that's not what it's called. It's called Friends Like Us, but I like calling it the Black Lives Matter podcast because, you know, I'm racist. And um, it's I love doing it. It's at 3 o'clock to like 4.30 on Saturday afternoons, and it's so stupid that I'm around, but I am all the time. And I really enjoy doing it. She goes, let's make you a regular. And I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, and that, that'll be exciting for an extra 10 people. But it's probably good for me in the long run in the sense she has a lot of black viewers. And then they'll, you know, they'll see. I'm working through it. I am working through it. If a guy my age, my color, and from New Jersey can try and work on stuff, well, then there's hope for all of us. Don't you think? Folks, I'm here all week. So, and then, of course, I like to, you know, edit, and then I put out and all the tweets. I've made Saturdays are my productive day. And this Saturday, I am supposed to go, like I said, I'm taping on Friday, so it comes out Tuesday. So, will I have gone? Will I have gone? I don't know. I'm supposed to go to this surprise party, which I can completely tell you, because, you know, you don't know the guy, and it'll already been happening uh, on Saturday night. But I don't like going out Saturday night. I like to do, I have my regulations that I, you know, just do that. And then at 7 o'clock, I usually cook dinner. And that's the night. And then, you know, Sundays were up for anything, but I guess I should go out on Saturday nights. I don't know. It's going to a bar and drinking on a Saturday night. I like doing that on the weeknights, and I don't even like doing that anymore. What a mess. And then Sunday, of course, is is the tailgate to, to tailgate or not to tailgate. Again, this comes out on Tuesday, so I'll already have done it or not. And I don't think I want to go. And it's not just to get out of the house. I, I, I would totally go if it was a 1 o'clock game. Because I like that. It's a four twenty-five game. You know, getting there at eleven o'clock. It just is. I, I I like doing it in the morning. There's something exciting about drinking at nine a.m., which you know, starting drinking at noon makes sense. It kind of takes the luster out of it. Uh, by the time I get on the, I don't know. It just seems like a waste of a day. I'm not that into it. The only reason, the only reason I would totally not go, and the only reason I was going was to take pictures for the brand new Tuesday show on YouTube. Now, if you watched the Tuesday, the new Tuesday 6 to 8 p.m. show live on YouTube through the Comedy Cellar and the app The Contender with a K, I don't know how good or bad it was, but I loved doing it. I was thrilled. I had the best time, and I cannot even wait for this Tuesday. I love doing an opening 15-minute monologue. And that's, you know, for the hour that I put out here, I mean, let's face it. I love talking. I love interrupting people. I clearly love the sound of my own voice, I guess. Well, one would think, but then I never like to listen back. So I don't know whether it has to do with that. I just like talking, which is why it's so sad that I have so many throat problems. I'm worried about that for the future because it's my favorite thing to do. But it would make sense. Well, like I said, I'm not going to say God hates me anymore because he clearly hates everybody. We've discovered that during the pandemic. But I still say he's got a very awkward sense of humor when it comes to me. You know, he lets me get by just enough. And I can't seem to, you know, pay my rent. But then he stops unemployment. See what I'm saying? What is that? But that's all right. Anyway, so that Tuesday show is fun. I do that 15 minutes of just, you know, talking which is awesome. And then we made picks. Mike Vecchione was great. Esther uh, ran out of stuff because I was expecting phone calls. And then I was just like, uh, now what are we talking about? But she was really great. And she had some, at least she had some prepared material. And this week or tonight, I have uh, Rachel Feinstein. So that's pretty good. And then this girl, Michelle Fox, who's really cute. And she lives in Long Island. And we're going to do the picks with her. Because I was trying to pick a, uh, I don't want to put it the wrong way, but it's like, you know, I feel like somebody like Rachel or Mike Vecchione is, you know, on this, uh, like on a very big celebrity level in, in our world. And then I'm trying to, you know, I don't, I don't want to, even though uh, next week I think I am doing, at least in my view, a double celebrity booking in the sense of Marina Franklin and Lenny Marcus. Uh, but, you know, I do some, whoever has sports knowledge, you know what? I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just getting guests, and we're having a good time, and hopefully everything will be great. And then I finally will be able to figure out the chat room at the same time, which I couldn't figure out because I'm an idiot and whatever. But if you saw the show, obviously you saw my background as well. So I have the video machines going, 
which people seem to like. Uh, and I got to put together that other one so it'll really look like I have an arcade in my background. You know, I run an office. I run. I've, oh, there's so much to tell you, I guess. And then I thought I didn't have anything to say. I'm going off on these tangents, and I hope I can remember to get back. I run a football pool. I've been running a football pool for 20 goddamn years, right? And I didn't run it last year because last year was just ridiculous. But everybody calls me, you know, this the, the last two winners, Sarah Silverman's manager. She's like, come on, you got to run the pool. I mean, she's good at talking people into stuff. I guess that's why she's a good manager. So I decided to run it again this year, even though it's a pain in the ass. I always lose money. People never pay. But it seems to bring joy to people, I guess. So I'm just doing it. And hopefully it won't take too much of my time. I'm not requiring a bunch of stuff. Like I used to be a stickler for pictures and all this stuff, and I'm not going to do any of that nonsense. So hopefully it'll be a lot easier. I just put out the payments. But, of course, then it goes into my Venmo account, and then I'm confused of what the money I actually had in the Venmo account was compared to the – it's a disaster for somebody like me in that sense. Like if you could send the money to somebody else and they handle that, then it would be very simple to run, but there's always an issue. Anyway – I was talking about it on the line because I'm friends with the guy who has the site, officefootballpool.com. I've been friends with this guy for a long time just through using the site. And he was like, wow, I can't believe you've been on the site since 2020. I mean, I was on that site before. The, I was When the internet was young, I'm like, there must be some sort of football pool that we can do online with everybody that we don't have to fax in our picks anymore because that's the way we were doing it. And I found this guy. We've been friends for years. I've sent him to comedy clubs. If he, if he ever comes to New York, he, he is out in Colorado. You know, we're we're definitely getting a drink together. He's, he seems like a really nice guy, and he's been uh, very kind to Aunt Judy, who always has questions for him for some reason. But that's uh, that's okay. And then I was circling back to what was it? I now I don't even remember. It was the office football pool. It was the Tuesday show. I don't even know. I don't remember what I was talking about. It's just the Tuesday show and making picks and all this nonsense. It's it's football season, so I'm all in the mess. I knew I was going to. Oh, I remember the background, and we were talking about the computer. So I, you know, I have my, you know, it's, I haven't, you know, as you, I've told you over the years, I just my place isn't decorated. There's not any pictures on the walls or anything. So where my computer is in that, you know, in my living room area or whatever, or by the front door. I, it's like there's a there's two closets there, and I usually have the closet door open, so there's just a white wall behind everything. So I, you know, I went to, well, I, I think I said it on the air, but you know, obviously, if you didn't watch the show, why would you? It's two hours long. Um, <laughs> I went to Spencer Gifts. Now, how many of you I remember or know Spencer Gifts? If you grew up in New York City, you might not. Like Alan has never heard of it, but if you grew up in any kind of suburban area with a with a shopping mall in it especially in the 70s you got to remember spencer gifts spencer gifts had all the posters all the black light posters. that's where you'd buy your black light posters your lava lamps your black lights your farts in a can you know they had all the gag gifts and those thing of posters on the wall where you're you know going through them and they're all in that you know that uh what do you call it? you know when you i'm making the motions with my hands you're sliding through the posters they're all put up and then they have the little slots that they're in and i'm like i can't believe i remembered that wait i'll go to spencer gifts i'll get posters from there because all i wanted was something stupid and i bought a motley crew poster and a bts the band poster for esther Koo, uh which i thought was hilarious but uh i don't know <laughs> maybe it wasn't maybe it was and so i went on line to buy some more posters i thought it would be fun to have a different poster every day i was thinking about having a different poster every hour because i changed the poster during the hour because we have breaks it's exciting i do the 15 minute monologue then there's a commercial break which i don't get any money for and then we have the break at the 655 point so i have to keep track of the time and it's exciting for me i'm like hey we're up against the break so it's it's a it's like being on the radio and taking a real break. So I like it, you know, even though it's kind of a false break. But whatever it is, I'm totally enjoying it. And then we have the next hour, and I can bring people in. I don't know. I am very excited. I like making the picks. I am enjoying doing the show. And then after the two hours, I treat myself to something to eat. I mean, again, if I had guests here, I would take them out for dinner, but. It's all over Zoom, so what are you going to do? But, uh, you know, it's kind of exciting. Anyway, so I w was looking up posters online and cheap posters. I don't want to spend a lot of money. 
because, well, that's it. I think Friday today was my last day of unemployment, and now things get dicey. But I went to this thing, like, I think it's called allposters.com, and they have stuff for, like, you know, each poster is like seven, eight bucks, which is exactly what I want to pay for a poster that I'll only use once. However, it is on TV, so in that sense, it's pretty good. So I, w- I bought, I don't know, like eight posters. So I could do, that's two months of posters. And, you know, uh, and they're really fun. They're like movie ones, or maybe there's some music ones. I don't know. And one of them, I was, so they said when you purchased them that they were going to be here by Monday. And then after I pressed purchase, of course, they said, we'll see you on the 24th of September. And I'm like, you bastard. So I was calling them up. And I'm like, you guys duped me, and that's not cool. And they're like, hey, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, you guys suck. And then I wanted to cancel the order, but of course they didn't want to cancel the order. So they said, oh, well, the one poster that's holding up your order is your Lambda 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 poster (laughs) from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. And I'm like, all right, just get rid of that one. Send the rest whenever you can. I don't know why the Lambda 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 poster, but maybe the reason why I played it up front is because now the Lambda 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 poster and the Omega Moo are synonymous with COVID, which is why I played it up front. I, to me, there's nothing funnier than the Lambda 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 virus, the new variant, the Lambda 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 virus, and the, well, I think, no, it's just called the Moo, but I call it the Omega Moo. Obviously, oh, I see. I open my windows today and my door keeps, I usually shut it so, you know, nobody bothers me during the podcast. No, I say nobody bothers me when you live alone. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I can hear my door going open and shut because the windows are open. There's a nice breeze coming through. It's very pleasant in here. And I don't hear a lot of city street noise, which is good. Although on Tuesday, I was woken up to the shofar blowing across the street by the Orthodox Jews that live there, which is really funny to be woken up by a shofar blowing. I feel like I'm in, you know, Egypt uh, during Moses's times. I'm like, what? Why, why are they waking me up so early? I'd forgotten it was Rosh Hashanah, but how could I have forgotten? I went home on Monday to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, but I guess it just somehow didn't feel right because I was just concentrating on the show that I was doing as a bad Jew during Rosh Hashanah. But like I said, I was pretending it was sunset somewhere and makes my head feel better. But at least fortunately, uh, Kol Nidre on Yom Kippur this week, which is tomorrow, uh, comes on a Wednesday and not a Tuesday. All that being said, I am very happy so far with the Tuesday show. Even though there's one episode, I don't know if it's boring or fun. I don't really care. I just kind of enjoy doing it, although I guess it goes by who your guests are. But like the Mike Vecchione one went so fast because we were making our picks and everything. And the other ones, I got to have topics ready. And one of them was like, you know, I usually show slides, so I want to get my week going in the slides, but so that's why the tailgate would be good, but I also have to describe the slides because it goes on this app for the rest of the week, and I actually listened back to that for the beginning because it was exciting. I wanted to just hear the open monologue, but um, I, I, I don't know how many people are listening. It's, it's kind of fun that it's on this contender app uh, during the week that you can listen to the whole week and listen to the picks and all that kind of stuff, but... I mean, obviously, I like having the slides, but I just felt like they weren't necessary. And if they, you know, some, so there's only a couple, but the tailgate provides content. But we're talking about two photos. It's the same content. Who cares? We'll get it later on. I really don't want to go. It's, like I said, a 425 game, but it is the nice time of the year. So it's a tough call because it sucks when you go when it's cold and everything. But anyway, that's tonight. At 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, me and Rachel Feinstein, and then really pretty Michelle Fox. She's a doll. I mean, hopefully she'll be great. She was a cheerleader, so maybe she doesn't know that much about football, but we'll make the picks with her because, quite frankly, like I said, all these people, I mean, you know, I picked the, uh, not that this comes out Tuesday, so you already know, I mean, I picked the Bucks last night because my always best pick of the year is the Super Bowl champs to cover the spread, and they didn't cover. A minor disaster, a minor setback for the beginning of the year. I was almost kind of glad I didn't win because then when I win the first bet of the season, it's like the Super Bowl and I bet the coin toss and I win the coin toss and then I lose everything else. So in a way, kind of glad I lost. That's what I've noticed in the pattern. 
So my, like I said, my throat is still messed up somehow. I bought a humidifier, which I use at nighttime now. One of those idiots with that stupid humidifier going at night. But I'm pretty sure I could still sleep anywhere without one. So I guess I'm okay. I don't know. It's making me uncomfortable. And of course, I would go to a doctor if things were normal or if I had normal insurance. But I've heard that people who even have regular insurance, like I used to have for the past 30 years, are having trouble getting doctor's appointments too. Everybody's just behind and things are a mess. So I don't know. You know, I mean, for something like this, I definitely would have gone to the doctor already. I'm like, why am I still coughing? Why am I still have a sore throat? I obviously have some sort of virus. I'm hoping it goes away on its own. It's been, now it's been exactly a month. It's better. I'm just not sore. But yesterday it was really sore. I guess when I talk a lot, I don't know. It's got to be a seasonal allergy because I can feel the congestion in my head all the time. And I guess it doesn't come by every year, but every once in a while. So I just got to use, I guess, that Flonase and Zyrtec and maybe that'll work. I don't know. I stopped. Today was the first day. I'm like, I am not having tea with honey and a little apple cider vinegar when I wake up anymore. Now, maybe I should every day, but I was just done. I really don't like tea on a daily basis. You know what? I like tea. I like it when I was in London and they make a big deal about tea. That's different. But coffee, I like coffee. You know, I like coffee. I don't like tea. I like coffee. I listen to potato mash, you know, mash it. I like coffee. Do you ever hear Lance Olivier? Oh, he's good. He's good. Hey, you're going to eat here. Look at the menu. <gasps> no, no. I just have tea. Tea with lemon. started drinking tea recently, you know. It's really a lot more refined. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All those women executives in my office, they all drink tea with lemon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they notice that I do, too. Yeah. I like coffee, you know. I drink coffee. Yeah. We'd like a, a lemon with some tea now. And, and I like a cheese, cheeseburger and some coffee. Hey, you know who came in the office the other day? Who? Lawrence Olivier. Who's that? Who's Lawrence Olivier? You don't know who he is? Lawrence Olivier, man, he's the greatest actor in the whole world. Oh, come on, you know who he is. He's the English actor, the one on television that does all those uh, Polaroid commercials. You know, Lawrence Olivier. Oh, oh, him. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He is good. Well, anyway, he comes in the office, right? So I just do a few errands for him. So he goes around, he tells everybody in the entire office, he says, I'm the brightest, I'm the most vivacious thing in the entire office he's seen in years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think that you could get, like, a, a camera from him and, like, a discount? I didn't ask him about a camera. Because you got one already, right? You still have box. Okay. But, yeah, I like coffee. I like coffee in the morning, and tea sucks. I mean, maybe sometimes at night, if I'm watching Good Witch... I'll have tea because they're always into tea, so because I'm obviously just gay. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm sick of it. And I'm like, I'm having coffee today. And normally, you know, when I do the podcast, I go out to Dunkin' Donuts and I have coffee. I like coffee, right? And I have a muffin. And that's a good day. But today I just stayed in and had some raisin bread and some coffee. Coffee. <laughs> I don't know why I like when he says that. He's a. His accent is so awesome, John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. A coffee, a coffee. Yeah, give me cheeseburger with everything on it, right? And coffee, like coffee. I, I just feel like if I had gone to a doctor and maybe they gave me a Z-Pack or something, I think it just would have been gone already, you know? But you can't go. So anyway, I find because I have very spotty insurance, which I pay nothing for because I don't make any money, I finally found a doctor in my network, a thyroid, what do they call it, endocrinologist, I said, because I just got to keep my thyroid pills going. And I have an appointment on Yom Kippur, a video appointment. And I was like, that's Yom Kippur. And they're like, well, that's the earliest appointment. This appointment was made two months ago. And I'm like, I better take it. It's with an Indian doctor, obviously, saying obviously it's not a Jew, because I was using this guy, Dr. Schwartz, but then it turned out he wasn't in my network, Oi, and he was good. And he was, you know, he was the one who told me, you got to take those thyroid pills every day. You can't miss a day. And you have to double up if you don't take it, which I didn't know. Because I was, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get refills. So then I was taking them every other day. I was just trying to, uh, it's a mess when you can't get your medication, right? It's very scary. And I, I hate taking a pill every day, but I guess it regulates something. So I had to get blood work the week before, and I had to go up to uh, the Cornell Hospital. And I did that on 
Wednesday. I had it scheduled on my calendar again two months ago. So they say you get it done a week before your thing. So that was my big walk up to the Cornell Hospital, which I was very excited about because I think, I don't know, I walked the last two or three days and somehow I lost five pounds. I'm back to 188. And I don't know how that's possible considering what I've been eating. I went to my mother's yesterday and my new thing is, you know, we go to the diner. My thing used to be I come home, I go to the supermarket. You're not going to believe this. I go to the supermarket and, you know, I buy cheese and maybe some shrimp. And I eat that coming back from going to the diner and having a pretty big breakfast or lunch, you know. So I kind of take it down some crackers and cheese or something. Like that's my dinner because you get hungry on 8 o'clock or so. But now they on the way home from the garage, they built a Taco Bell in my neighborhood on Lex and 15 right by Bloomingdale's. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. And then I'm like, well. <laughs> so now seems the new tradition, which is the worst tradition of all time, is I stop in the Taco Bell, get like four tacos and a Crunchwrap Supreme, and I, I keep it in on the kitchen table until about 8 o'clock when I do get hungry, and then I freeze the burrito for the next day. I mean, this is pathetic. I can't make this the tradition. I guess it's pretty bad. <laughs> but, so, and, you know, maybe I was just like, hey, I lost five pounds. It's all right. And I don't know how I lost weight, but I don't know. I guess just a minor bit of walking makes a huge difference. And uh, went up to this blood place, right? And they were very nice there. And I'm sitting with these idiots. And this woman starts eating in the waiting room. Starts like, eat. I don't know what she was eating. She was opening a bag. She started eating. And they're like, what are you doing? There's no drinking or eating in here. They're like, there's not. And then, and then you'd have to ask like, who, who the fuck? This is like a person that would be eating when you're looking people eating on the subway. Who would want to eat? In a waiting room of a doctor's office. Who would want to sit there and drink even coffee? I mean, you're not supposed to do any of that before you see a doctor anyway. But who would who would start opening a bag and eating in a doctor's in a waiting room of a doctor's office? Why would you eat in front of other people like that? And especially on the subway. It's one of the reasons I'm not taking the subway anymore. That was so weird. I was just staring at him like, what's the matter with you? But I was really funny in the waiting room. I could have sworn they called my name. This uh, this lady's name must have been Vaswell or something. And I thought they said Just Cow because everybody's wearing masks. So I got up and I'm like, oh, I guess it's not me. And they're like laughing. And I was like talking about it to these other two ladies, even that idiot who was eating. And so then they called in this other lady. And I got up. And the guy that called her, I'm like, and I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, kidding up. It was hilarious. And then... Uh, when the when they were taking blood, there was this really nice woman, and I said, "All right, I'm afraid of needles, so I'm going to look the other way." She's like, "Why are you such a sissy?" And I'm like, "I can't help it." She's like, "It's not that bad." And I'm like, "All right, while you're doing this, tell me why you put your coffee in a filing cabinet." He goes, "She goes, all right, that's creepy. How did you know I put my coffee in a filing cabinet?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, I was in the waiting room. And I saw you." You know, it was hard to miss that somebody was putting a cup of coffee in a filing cabinet. I apologize. She goes, that's creepy. And I'm like, I know, but it was right in my sight. It's not like I got up to look in your office. And she's like, oh, they don't allow they don't allow drinks here. So I have to put it in the filing cabinet. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was kind of funny, you know, when you have uh, when you have something on somebody. I was hoping it was going to be her that was taking care of me so I could bring it up. And then it, uh, she took the blood and everything. was. I didn't even feel it. She was brilliant. And now we'll see what happens on Yom Kippur when they uh, tell me what my thyroid is. And then maybe I'll say, do you have any other doctors in my network that can get rid of this cough and sore throat? But again, I still do believe it's seasonal. I don't think I'm trying to convince myself it is. But, well, I guess I am because I never have things that go on for a month. Or maybe I do, and then you just forget about it, you know. But I seem to be able to be talking all right, you know. I'm taking a little sip of water, obviously. And I also use these um, 4C packs. This is why I've been able, maybe this is why I lost weight. I've been drinking a lot more water because I I bought a box, which is really expensive, actually, 
of this 4C half and half, like lemonade and iced tea. It's, just a, like a, it's a flavor enhancer, so I just squeeze a little bit in the water, and it makes me want to drink water. So I always say whatever it takes to get the water in because I'm not a water person. I hate water. I'm sure there's a lot of you that feel that way. I mean, who are, we? Who are my niece? She loves water. She loves it. I can't stand it. So the way I've been getting it down, I drink like a whole, I don't know, I feel like a gallon of it a day in the, in the Brita container. I have to keep filling it up every day because I just keep drinking water, but with a little bit of flavor enhancer, and it works. Whatever it works, right? Whatever it takes to get it down. So who knows if that flavor enhancer is causing acid reflux or anything? I don't think it is, but I say to myself, whatever works. But they're very expensive, but I bought a whole like case of it, and I've already run out. I think I got it like a month ago. But that's how much water I'm drinking, so I look at it. That is a good thing and money well spent. So I just put a little bit in the water, and then I like taking sips of it while I'm doing the podcast, which is kind of important to keep doing that instead of coffee. Probably water is the way to go. And I always have a cup of coffee. I always have a cup of uh, vanilla cappuccino, French vanilla cappuccino, before the Tuesday show starts. And then now that it's two hours, I also have a cup of water there. You see what I'm saying? Huh? See what I did there? Which I did nothing. So on Sunday, uh, we recorded on Saturday. So on last Sunday, it was, you know, my nephew loves going to Pizza Hut for his birthday. So we went, so my plan, so, so we, we just, Pizza Hut is still not open for business to dine in, or at least in our neighborhoods in New Jersey. So we couldn't believe it. We thought we were going to eat there. I mean, it's been a year and my sister's like, they're still not open. So I said, well, I'll pick it up on the way which is nothing but convenient. But I also said, I'll order it, which is inconvenient because Beth messed it up last year. And I'm like, I'll take care of it. So she gave me the order, but I'm like, can you give me the order? Can you at least give me the order the night before? So I'm all set and then I'll have it. And then I can stop in the way. And of course, no, she didn't. As soon as I got in the car, she emailed the order. I'm like, it doesn't help. The email was so I could print it out on a piece of paper and give it physically to the woman and she goes well matt would not make his order he just wouldn't do it she's like can i have the order now he's like no so i'm like you can't do this one thing that'll make my life easier so of course she sends it to me while i'm driving there because technically i would have to if i ordered online i'd have to stop at a rest area make the it was ridiculous so i went in around noon to the pizza hut in jersey where you know it's right across the street from the jiffy loop it's very exciting and uh, I said, and the lady seemed like she was going to be mean, but she was very nice. And, you know, I was trying to be as charming as possible because I don't want any trouble. And I got to get this right, right? There can be no mistakes for Billy's birthday because last year my sister made a huge mistake and had to go back to the pizza and go get what he wanted. And she goes, and he's like, hey, mom, you messed up. You got to go back. It's my birthday. Once a year is all I asked for. And she totally messed up. So I was like, I'm not going to make that same mistake. So I gave the order to her like in person you know and i felt like an idiot there was a guy and his son there and they go oh we have no indoor dining and i'm like yeah that's right idiots you should have called ahead and so while i'm giving her the order there's a woman standing behind her and she goes excuse me and then she goes to the father and son go you know what we do have indoor dining and i'm like what and then she told me she goes yeah well sometimes we have it on fridays and sundays and i'm like well what and then I'm like, it must be, and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. And then it's clearly just based on, she goes, well, we had a waiter and he only lasted a week and a half. So th- apparently this girl came in to work on Sunday so they can have indoor dining. It must be on a store by store basis. They are still getting nobody. They, that's the issue. Why they don't have indoor dining. And it's nothing to do. I mean, it does have to do with the virus, but it's not because they're afraid of the virus. They don't have the workers. And I'm pretty sure Pizza Hut, like Domino's, is like, what do we care about indoor dining, we're making a fortune on takeout and delivery, just like Domino's. So I guess they don't give a crap. And then I, was, I told Beth, I'm like, you're not going to believe this. They had the indoor dining, but who knows if the one we actually go to would have had it. It all depends on the waiter. And they clearly said on the phone they don't have it. It was a game-by-game basis, a store-by-store basis. So um, we just got it. And the lady gave me like some free stuff, and she was really nice. And then I just kind of waited, and I was going to go – get lottery tickets, but I was like, nah, let me just wait here. I don't want any trouble. And I got it. And everything went according to plan. I got Billy some lottery tickets to put them in the envelope. You know, you can't give a birthday card to your niece and nephew without something falling out of it, right? And 
who wants to give cash? You know, I mean, sometimes, I mean, maybe if it was lies, they give cash. But in this day and age, you just want a Venmo. But you got to have something drop out of that card. You just can't, you, you, you know, something dropping out of the card is a tradition. You know, usually it used to be cash. If there wasn't Venmo and there wasn't all that kind of stuff, I'd probably put 50 bucks in there or something. It's your niece and nephew. You must. Like I said, Aunt Judy gives David Blitzer, the owner of the New Jersey Devils, a $50 check to this day. <laughs> you know, it's like the guy might be a billionaire at this point, but she keeps putting in the thing. Plus, I'm going to ask him to do the Tuesday show, which would be great. Like when the devil season starts, I'm like, why don't you come on for 10 minutes, talk about the devil season. How cool will that be? I think he'll do it. And that'll be really, really awesome. So I took a picture of the pizza and it was National Cheese Pizza Day, so it all worked out perfectly. And I showed it on the show so you can see us all in our glory. And that was okay. And then the next day was, you know, we got together with Rosh Hashanah. But I am telling you, my sister is still angry at me for what happened with Billy back in April. She is not talking to me. Our relationship has changed. I mean, she's talking to me as minimal as somebody can talk to me. She's still very angry. It's a major problem. My mother and I have spoken about this, and she has just changed into a different person. It's funny. We've changed personalities. Now my mother is like, David's the good one now. (laughs) It's weird. Like Now she has a pleasant time with me, and Beth is just angry and scowly and just, um, I don't know. It obviously has to do with Billy. There's some other issues. But, uh, yeah, it's really our relationship is completely strained. It's just not the way it was where we were best friends and would talk every day. And it's kind of sad. And, you know, she's been angry at me since the 70s. I was just, you know, she, she doesn't get over stuff. It's just the way I guess she's always been. And with me, Dave Juskow, if you don't get over stuff, you know, uh, we can't go on. I mean, listen. I'm an idiot. I'm a dick. I'm crazy. But my best friends, I'm talking about Rachel, I'm talking about Memo. I mean, I'm talking about over the years. I'm talking about, you know, even people like Dave Elliott or Lee Maracas or my friend Lawrence Lerman. I mean, these people have forgiven the stupidity of things that I do over the years, or I would just have no friends. I mean, my, my list could be endless. I could fill up an entire notebook of people I w- could spend the rest of my life apologizing to, but I think they understand that his brains must go hand in hand with his idiocy. That's from Planet of the Apes. But I think they understand that I'm a genuine idiot and that I'm not very bright and that I think they understand that I have pretty good intentions and i do enjoy their friendships so the fact that this late in life my sister uh is still angry about what you know and not remember what she's angry about not taking into consideration my feelings of how i feel about covid or you know taking the subway she's like come on you sissy you sissy pants Uh, And that's where this comes from. It's not like I, I mean, yeah, did I handle the situation with Billy Rung when I wouldn't let him stay over that time because he was hanging out with these unvaccinated people or whatever? Uh, Yeah, I handled it completely wrong. I've been making it up with him. We've spoken about it. As you know, I'm sending him to North Carolina, but that's not to make up for it. It's just that it's over and we've moved on. I know I was, uh, I handled it very badly and correctly, but it you know but again she you know making me pick him up at six in the morning at the train station during a pandemic you know and taking him to a movie set where I wish I was going to you know I mean she she's not respecting what goes on in my head uh, and that's that's so it's not you know it's not a legitimate you know you really shouldn't you should let this go <laughs> there's plenty of other things I've done which you could f- not forgive me forever. But I feel like this isn't one of them. But what are you going to do? So it's very, it's very bad. And I'm trying real hard. Like she was washing the dishes or Rosh Hashanah. And then I was like, well, I'll help you dry. And then I was drying and she was done. She just walks away. Like she just doesn't want to talk to me. 
She's disgusted by me. It's exactly the way I think my dad felt about me for a long time. But my dad and my sister are very similar. And the funny thing is, I was telling my mom the other day that now I'm, whereas I used to have horrible dreams about my father, really awful dreams where I was like, oh my God, he's still alive. And I know I've told you that on this podcast. Now I'm having more pleasant dreams about him. I mean, our relationship will always be strained and I won't like him very much, but I guess everything is forgiven as it was for a while anyway. But now I'm having a little bit more pleasant dreams about him. They're not, um, they're not nightmares anymore as they were. Uh, and that could also just be coming from, even though I am stressed about not working, but not working and um, kind of living, besides the finances, a, a, a stress-free life in many ways. And maybe that's why I changed as a person with my mom even. Uh, you'll notice I don't really pick on her that much anymore on the podcast, whereas I was rather scathing uh, for many years so i don't know you know maybe i just uh you know if i i must have maybe i've changed as a person i don't know maybe i'll change back who the hell knows i think it's more just like you know what are we all doing what's anybody doing i was listening to sarah's silverman's podcast she's like why why am i waking up every day and think about her her life's pretty sweet and she's like what are we all doing because really what are we doing the president of the United States got to go on TV yesterday. He's got to tell everybody, come on, people, we got to get vaccinated. He's like stepping it up because you just can't understand why people aren't getting vaccinated. And I get it. I just keep thinking of polio. I just keep thinking about that. What do they think the government is pulling? I understand not wanting to be forced to do something, but this is helping your fellow man. I, it's the smallest thing to ask. But that is a whole other thing, isn't it? Meanwhile, uh, getting back to comedy, there, <laughs> there is a super new hot girl in the building. I'm trying to think what she was wearing. I feel like I've seen it in a movie. It was like a workout thing. It was hot, you know, like a shapely, not a yoga thing. You know, it was like cut off like shorts, but like a, like a one-piece and she was moving into the building. I'm going downstairs for my walk. And I see this hot girl from behind. She's lifting something. And I'm like, I can help you. <laughs> it's like the doorman's trying to help her. I'm like, oh, let me take care of her. I live in the building. It's cool. Hey, how are you? And uh, it was so funny. It was this really heavy thing. And I'm pretending it's not heavy. No, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. And uh, I'm lifting it. We're bringing it on this thing. And, and then, and then, and then, uh, some lady with a walker comes in. I'm like, oh, why don't we let her take it first? Like, you go first. We'll wait. And she's like, oh, everybody's so nice in this building. And I'm like, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, so, sure, of course, everybody's so nice to her, which is so. And they and the super comes by, and the uh, the three o'clock doorman comes by, and they see me helping this girl. They're like, this guy, <laughs> he hasn't helped anybody in thirty years. Like, oh no, you know me. They're like, oh, Dave loves helping people, the new people in the building. Like, That's right, fellas. <laughs> I mean, this girl was so hot, and it was so funny. And I helped her uh, with this thing to her building, and she was even on the phone to like her work or something. Like she's like, I'm gonna work call, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And um, and then I brought it up to her place, and she had a, a hot roommate that was living there too. I put it in like, and then. I remember I put it in. I'm like, yeah, no problem. You know, I, I, I live on the, you know, I live across the hall. I'll see you later, whatever. And I close the door and I'm waiting for the elevator. And I'm like, God, everybody's so nice. Oh, he's so nice. Everybody's so nice. It's a, it's like funny that I, I didn't hear what a roommate said after, but a roommate would be like, of course he's nice to you. And then I went downstairs. And I was talking to the door guys. They're like, <laughs> it was just so funny because uh, we, you know, we're all trying to help her. It's funny the way guys will stumble around. It's like, you know, I said to myself, I'm like, I wonder if I would have helped a guy if I saw him struggling. But I might have because I like being a good neighbor. But this one was like a no brainer. It was just it, it was like a I didn't even think about it. It was just the, the most obvious thing that I was going to help this this girl. I, I keep thinking there's a movie or TV show where somebody is wearing this outfit and I can't think of what it is. I want to describe it to you, but so that's hilarious. So you just moved. There's all these really pretty girls who move in and then they end up just moving out really quick and they live with like three people because nobody can afford to live here. <laughs> I mean, obviously I can't. 
Meanwhile, you know, when we're talking about football again, we, me and Joe and Caitlin have always been in this Staten Island pool. You know, we won the Super Bowl last year. It was terrific, right? Pretty expensive uh, pool, and but the payouts are unbelievable. So we're always in this Monday night pool every week. It's the best pool. It costs like 300 bucks for all of us for the whole season, right? So it's like $900 in total. Like we have three boxes. Each box is 300 bucks. And then you're in every Monday night game, and they we give we usually always win our money back. We win a quarter or win a half, and it always just adds up. So we usually, you know, at least could win half back, but most of the time we win most of it back or more. And this year, the, I said, are you doing the Monday night pool? And he goes, yeah. And then he writes me back on Wednesday, and he says, it turns out people are really pissed at the NFL because of their stances on, I guess, taking a knee and they don't want to play anymore. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, you're saying people in Staten Island don't want to gamble anymore because they're so angry at the NFL? I understand people in Staten Island not wanting to watch the NFL because of taking a knee because we all know they're pretty racist and all that kind of stuff in Staten Island. Everybody in the world knows Staten Island is whatever it is and it's stuck in the 1970s. But this is gambling. So that's where you draw the line on all of racism. It's like, you know, when somebody's really pretty, you can't be, you're not, nobody doesn't like Rihanna because she's black. Rihanna's so gorgeous, we put racism aside. So it's like, this is the same thing. So I couldn't believe it when he told me, he goes, well, we're going to do this progressive pool, like it's 25 people. And, um, you know, if you don't, if it goes to a blank box, it rolls over. So we're like, all right, and it's less money to pay out. So we're like, okay, we'll do it, I guess. It's weird, but at least it's kind of fun on a Monday night to have the box. And if you win, you know, you could win a lot because if it just keeps rolling over, I guess. But I couldn't believe it when he told me that people in Staten Island have a problem with gambling. That's like that, you know, Staten Island these pools are like legendary, you know, not just the Super Bowl, but like, you know, the Final Four, all this kind of stuff. I mean, legendary, like where there's millions of dollars at stake. So who cares if the NFL has whatever position these guys are talking? And they might be talking about the vaccination stuff. Who knows? Staten Island, you know, has a backwards ass kind of view on stuff. So they might be mad that the NFL is asking for vaccinations. And as you know, they're not asking for vaccinations the way they did it we've talked about before if they say vaccinations are mandatory it's just that if you have covid and you're not vaccinated you have to forfeit the game so it's on you that your teammates will be pretty angry if you're not vaccinated turns out last night's uh, team the tampa bay buccaneers are 100 percent vaccinated and as are the atlanta falcons go figure those two kind of southern places are the only two teams in the league completely vaccinated but you know what it makes a lot of sense for the tampa bay buccaneers to be vaccinated because i'm pretty sure tom brady's like guys i mean who's not going to listen to tom brady tell them what you know it ain't the coach it's tom brady tom brady comes down he's like come on guys we got to get in on this i mean who's not buying what he's selling he fucking comes down there and wins a goddamn super bowl his first year there man he he is the man. Damn it. I'll always like Peyton Manning. I think he's the man more than anything because he did it all on his own. Tom Brady had weapons when he was with the Colts. I think he did it all on his own. And then with the Broncos, he obviously had help, but it's still an amazing story with two teams. But Tom Brady, Jesus Christ, this guy, it really is phenomenal. But right, if you're a guy that's on the fence about getting vaccinated, and your quarterback, who has six championships and probably could have a whole bunch more and every record you could possibly imagine, and just you know, just won your won you a Super Bowl, <laughs> you're gonna be like, but Tom, I'm a little nervous about. It. All right, then just sit out. You know, I won't throw you the ball anymore. Okay, well, wait a minute. I didn't say I wasn't married to the idea. <laughs> hey, Tommy. Hey, what are we doing here, right? I'm, like, I'm just kidding with you. I'm joking with you. I was just seeing if you were, were wouldn't that be funny if somebody said that and they acted that way? That would be that would be crazy. For me, I'd be I'd love it if somebody didn't throw me the ball. 
But uh, again, apparently these other guys, they like to catch the ball. They like to be in it. For me, I, you know, I like to sit in the outfield and hope the ball never comes to me. Everybody knows that. Meanwhile, I got David Steinberg. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, he or his wife sent me his new book in the mail. It was so exciting on uh, two, three days ago because Marina's been working with him. And I was explaining to Marina who he is and how important he is in the history of comedy and she's like, oh, I was telling his wife about it. And remember, I've met him a couple of times. And if you know who he is, because he talks like this. And of course, Martin Short does that amazing imitation. So do I like David Steinberg because of the Martin Short imitation? Yes. But I also worship David Steinberg because he was on a classic episode of The Odd Couple. But here's something funny. Uh, this is the David Steinberg show. He used to have his own show. If you trust me. But I could move you out of here a happier, healthier person than the one that came in. You must relax. <laughs> you see, I am the doctor I have studied for 15 years to specifically deal with this type of situation. MD, me doctor. <laughs> in psychiatry, there are so many ways. Go on through! Go on! All right, so that's. It, it, I mean. I've never heard that bit before that's from his show, playing a psychiatrist with the booga boogas that I didn't understand. And this is Martin Short imitating him in that unbelievable, our favorite Peter Pan episode. You'll be sorry, Captain Hook. Peter Pan will save us. Ooh, Peter Pan, Peter Pan. I'm tired of hearing about Peter Pan. Not only do I resent his ability to fly, but to me, John, I find his mirthful timelessness utterly obnoxious. Uh, Peter Pan is my hero. Booga booga! <laughs> you see, to me, the idea of scaring someone by simply saying boo is so much less effective than by saying booga booga! I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't know the difference. I didn't even realize that Martin Short's imitation was that good. I knew David Steinberg from The Odd Couple, but until I heard that other sketch, I didn't even realize how spot on Martin Short's imitation. I mean, it's like, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. As you're listening to this podcast, you might have thought when I played that first clip, it was Martin Short. Jesus Christ. He's so good. We already know that already. We already know that already, John. But John... But I didn't know where that booga booga came from either. And now I see it was on his show. It must have been something he did in his act. It's just, oh my God. It's like if Martin Short wasn't already our God, now we realize, boy. I mean, we knew anyway as Catherine Hepburn is so good. Now I feel like I'm, but we knew anyway. I feel like every time I go high, I'm doing it. But Felix, who's the little... A chatterbox with under the auburn locks. Who can it be? It's little orphan Annie. Felix, why don't you come on my show? Meanwhile, have you seen Only Murders in the Building, the new Hulu show, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez, who all of a sudden is ranking up the credits working with the greatest comedians of all time. She must be a pleasure to work with. And let me tell you something. If I could take her over Scarlett Johansson every time I would. She seems cool. She's pretty. She's interesting. Scarlett Johansson stinks. Selena Gomez, I get it. At least I get it. So she's in the Woody Allen, remember, um, a Rainy Day in New York. She's terrific. And then she's working with Steve Martin and, and Martin Short in this Only Murders in the Building. I've only seen the first episode so far, and it was very entertaining. Very entertaining. Steve Martin kind of uh, wrote it, and they all produce it. And it's Martin Short and Steve Martin. You can't go wrong, and they're doing something like kind of like a little serious and fun. And Selena Gomez is terrific. I mean, she, uh, you know, it's just... And so Martin Short and Steve Martin were on Howard Stern on uh, Tuesday, which was amazing. And they said they were looking up Selena Gomez. Like, uh, you know, I guess I don't know how they, she came to their attention. And she and Martin and Steve Martin goes, 
and I was looking up her credits, and I realized she had already done as many movies as I have already, you know, at, at 22. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess she's a pro. I mean, isn't that funny? He's, he's probably right. She's around a, a lot, and uh, I don't know. The show's really good. She's not annoying in any way. Am I jealous that Selena Gomez gets to work with all these great? Sure, I am, but uh, let's face it. She's pretty. She's talented, and she's unlike that idiot who I hate. Who's that one I hate from that Disney, uh, the fat one? Um, ugh. Not, no, not do it. I think of her as Dua Lipa, but it's, um, I mean, she got a good voice, but she was on that, uh, oh, oh, Sunny with a Chance, and she ruined it, and she had drug problems. She's calling out that, uh, you know, frozen yogurt place. That awful one from the Disney Channel, I can't remember. She stinks, and Selena Gomez is from the Disney Channel, but she's all right. She's got a chance to make it. People seem to like to work with her. So I'm all in. Only murders in the building. I don't make any money from advertising it. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, what there is to watch. I want to see that new Marvel movie, uh, Shang-Chi. I don't know whether that, I don't think it's on. If it was already on HBO Max or DC, I would watch. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm never going to the movies again. I just can't. I'm The only one I might go for, and I was talking to my friend Lawrence about it, maybe maybe we'll go see the james bond one maybe because i think i've seen every james bond well actually not the yeah it's funny only uh since the spy who loved me i've seen every james bond one in the movies except for the pierce bronze ones just didn't care definitely saw goldeneye but the other ones just didn't care it's so funny and then as soon as daniel craig came back we saw every one in the theater so i don't know but that would be a good reason to go. That's coming up in October, so they say, although they've pushed it back like three times already. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, Neil Brennan, Kevin Brennan's brother, is doing a one-man show at the Cherry Lane Theater here in Manhattan until November. I was thinking about going down to see it because, well, I'm praying he's going to mention Kevin. I really do. I mean, it's obviously about his life. If you don't bring up Kevin, that, that would be so upsetting for me. I I get very upset when Neil and Kevin fight. It's just like me and my sister getting upset. I'm like, come on, guys. If it, Neil, I mean, I know Kevin's a little crazy, but if it wasn't for Kevin, there'd be no Neil Brennan. You got to bring him up, no matter how you feel about him. I'm assuming he will. I really hope so. I wonder if he'll bring me up, since he does mention that me and Atel were his influences. I <laughs> Would that be funny? I'm sitting in the audience, and <laughs> but I have to be sitting in the audience with a with a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh my God, he mentioned, or somebody else has to. Yeah, right. One of my friends who doesn't know there's a, any kind of connection would have to sit in the audience and then do the spit take. That would be that would be epic. But I'm sure he does not. But I'd still like to uh, see it. I like to see all that kind of stuff. But then the question is, am I ready to go to the theater? I don't know. I don't know. Do I got to sit there with a mask on? So I haven't decided yet about that, but I guess I've been in comedy clubs. I guess it's the same, but I'm like walking around and I feel like I'm not seated in one place. You know, I haven't been in a theater, you know I mean? I don't think I'm afraid of the virus, but maybe I am. I mean, every single person I know has eventually caught COVID, except for me and Atel. My friend Chris Murphy just caught it. They're all catching in a Chiba Mason's room, which I stopped playing. My friend Keanu had it. She was only vaxxed. She only got her first shot. Chris Murphy fortunately had both, but he's older and has a pre-existing condition, but he's all right. So, I mean, I assume everybody's going to catch it eventually. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really afraid of it. I am vaccinated, so I'm not totally worried that even if I did have it, that I wouldn't survive. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh, theater yet. I don't know. I'm glad Dear Evan Hansen is coming to Netflix, I believe. And that's in, I think, either October, November. Everybody's talking that Ben Platt's now 27. He's playing a high school boy. But, you know, you're an idiot if you don't get him to play the part. Because it needs to be documented, his performance. So I'm hoping that movie will at least be good enough because you know when they film plays it's usually bad they're not filming a play i mean they're making a movie it's not i don't i don't think it's a stage production i think it's a movie movie but a lot of times you know these movies that were plays aren't very good it's very rare when you can make a play that's that becomes a good movie i mean when you look at like godspell and jesus christ superstars i mean those are awful 
I think Godspell is just running around New York City. It's just stupid. But they'll do it every time. They'll take a musical and make it a movie. And, of course, now they just do it backwards, which, as you know, I usually go to. I don't know whether I'm ready. I don't know whether I'm ready to go to a sporting event. That's why maybe I shouldn't go to the tailgate. That sounds like a super spreader. I mean, I I probably wouldn't go in the stadium. Of course, being that drunk, I probably wouldn't care. But I'm just saying, I know the Mets are playing the Yankees this week, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate when they play each other because my favorite thing is the Yankees lost and the Mets win. And then I like to listen to the sports station the rest of the night. So when the Mets lose to the Yankees, it's even worse. Usually there's no correlation between the two. I just don't know why they have to keep playing them in this late in the season. It's really bothering me. But, and it's funny how it bothers me, like it just, that it does make my day when the Yankees lose and the Mets win. And, you know, why I'm not invested in it. I'm not gambling in it. I don't know. It shouldn't make me that happy, but I guess that's all I have in my life. Huh. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. So I don't know what I have coming up. The only thing, you know, I got my my Tuesday show that's going to be tonight on the YouTube Comedy Cellar Nightly channel. Two hours, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Rachel Feinstein on tonight. You know that's going to be epic. And then Michelle Fox, the week after Lenny Marcus and Marina Franklin. And the week after that, Greg Fitzsimmons. Possibly Olga. Haven't decided yet. Might use Amy Heckerling's daughter. Because that might be interesting if she's okay with talking about her mom, but I can't believe she wouldn't be. She seems nice. We've been communicating, but we've never met before. So I'm not sure how to handle that one. But we'll see. I've got to get a, a handle on what it was going to be, and then I know who I can you know, ask to be on the shows. And then, of course, we have our Billy Joel podcast. I believe this week is this week is Goodnight Saigon, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a good week to put that out. I guess it's September 11th, but I guess there's some sort of correlation. And then uh, got to begin again, I think, which is off Cold Spring Harbor. So whatever, that's our Billy Joel podcast. And then um, I think I'm going to... You know, I told you I recorded all got a new podcast. I'm trying to produce other people's podcasts, so I think we're going to maybe put that up, and then we're going to start that wine podcast. I told you about that. And then on October 6th, is my next, my next West Side comedy show, and I have Lenny Marcus scheduled, and this comic I met up in Boston named Chanel Ali, and she has agreed to do it. She's terrific. And so she's going to close out the show, or headline as it may be. That is on October 6th, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, on the Upper West Side, which is the only place they're letting me play right now. So what am I supposed to do? I don't know what's up with the Comedy Cellar, but I hope uh, sooner or later they start doing my shows again so I can feel like I belong and doing all this work for free for the Comedy Cellar. I don't feel, uh, you know, I just want to be part of something. We all want to feel a part of something, and that's the key to life, I believe, for everyone. That is our show for today. I thought it was kind of a fun show. I feel like I was talking about everything I needed to cover. Tomorrow is uh, Yom Kippur. That's always a fun time to not drink and eat for 24 hours. I'll see how long I can go this year. I don't usually go the full 24 anymore, let alone with the way my throat is bothering. I don't know whether that's a possibility. And then obviously I have a doctor's appointment in the middle of it somewhere, but I think I'll get myself some bagels and locks because, you know, I mean, uh, you got to treat yourself, right? I'm by myself. I'm not, I told my mom, I'm not, I'm not coming down to visit Yom Kippur if we can't have a meal. Well, we're just going to sit there and look at each other? That is not uh, the, the, the place I want to be. But that is the story for this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope you enjoy the new Tuesday night show if you're watching. And, I, uh, you know, if you want to, you can. I, I'm not saying oh i highly recommend uh, i I don't know whether i can recommend it yet or not all i know is i'm enjoying doing it it does make me happy 
And that is the only thing that I can say is great right now. You know, if anything makes you happy, then you got to do it, right? And that's the key to everything. So anyway, folks, I hope everybody is having a great fall already. The weather up here, I told you, is perfect. I hope it's perfect where you are and you're staying safe and just having a wonderful time at getting through whatever it is we need to be getting through. And sooner than you know it, it's going to be Halloween. Imagine everything goes so fast, but we're going to take it as it comes. This is the Night Flying, everybody. I'm Dave Justow, and I'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. All right.